What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, people. How's everybody doing? Good, good. We had a good Thanksgiving, right? A feast. You did. I did. What did I eat? I don't know, like uh, two macaroni cheese. I don't know what the fuck. What the fuck did you eat? That's what I'm saying. Like that's I didn't eat shit. Like I, well, cause I can't. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Honestly, I was like thinking to myself. It's like uh, basically uh, uh, what was it? Carols of the Bells or that that song with that you know. No. The, no. That's literally how I can probably tell you everything I ate. You know, two what was it two peanut shells two <laughs> two <laughs> like, peanut shells. No, I don't know. It's just like it literally mm-hmm. just like that little three food. graham crackers, two <laughs> peanut shells, and one cup of water. That's I think, I think it goes to the tone. But this game was like good. A, that's how little I ate. That I can no. basically just number it down. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was good either way. I mean, it was fun being around people. I discovered you know new ways to get drunk, which was interesting. What's the new way now? Well, I was trying to avoid uh, carbonated beverages because I was trying to like oh, give it up. But and so mm. alcohol wasn't doing it for me after the surgery. So I just I drank a beer and I was like, oh my god, I like this buzz. Yeah. This is so cool. I like this buzz. Like, so I basically, so now it's, I'm not a, you know, I'm not drinking, you know, gloves and gloves of beer, but you know, at least I know I'm like, okay, now I know I can get a, the buzz that I was looking for as opposed to, cause I mean, I'm thinking I'm drinking like hundred of a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey and I'm like, I'm not digging this buzz that I'm getting from it. <laughs> so I'm like, man, is it, I'm like, should I get fancier with my alcohol? And then I'm like craft beer. Yeah. Just, just one Corona. And I was like, Oh, I like this. this is nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, funny. But prior to Thanksgiving, we did end up going to Free Play, Florida. Yes, we did, sir. Fucking, I had, I, I enjoyed myself. I was, I had fun. <laughs> it, was it was interesting. I liked it. It was. Uh, what was your best best takeaway from it? I want to hear this. What do you mean, best take? Like, best it was the best takeaway. What is the best thing you liked about it? What's the most memorable moment you had from it? Just, uh, it's a weird way of nostalgia. Like, I mean, not nostalgia in the arcades that I grew up with specifically, but. Something about pinball game, pinball games are just always, I mean, obviously, you know, it's like you, like no matter which arcade you go to, no matter which place you go, there's always a pinball machine. It always feels, because like, so, okay, for example, like I love all kind of, especially modern games, all the technological, whatever, technical games, but it's, it's kind of, there's something about those old school pinball that just always feels like nostalgia. Like it's kind of a meeting between like um, whatever, no matter how modern you get, you can pull a pinball game and it still feels like welcomed, but even though you know that how old those things actually are. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's like a one, a type of technology that even know how, how it's a, that you can say is antique, but it still can go into an arcade. Like, yeah. Now, you know? Oh no, of course. But that's what I'm saying. Is there something about it? Like, so it just, I mean, I just kind of like that because I, I, I really haven't felt like, cause obviously, you know, with all the games that we cover, everything's super, you know, uh, high end, you know, it's like new, like new, technology whatever yeah. so it's, it's just a interesting way of doing it um i did like the the people there they were fun and it was just a different type of atmosphere than like than we're used to going to so it just and one thing you said that i remember was that being that this was like a retro gaming event that there was such a wide range of ages and and well, personality I expected, types i expected people were gonna be older like they were gonna yeah be- you were just like, oh it's retro because they had not only did they have pinball but they also had like pre World War One pinball machines that were one to look at but two you could actually play quite a few of them 
that they kept them in great condition that you're able to experience what the games were at that time when it was out. Yeah. And they had a couple cabinets and everything else. But I understand you were like, oh, I think I felt like it might have been an older crowd. A majority was going to be older. Crowd, but I think there was evenly spread, which I no, love. Just evenly spread. That's the thing that got me was um the 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 weird, like a uh, huge range of it. Because, OK, so like when you go to like a normal any kind of normal convention, you're going to get people you're going to get older people. Yeah, you're going to get younger people, of course. But for the most part, the majority is always going to be that kind of like you know like tw- uh like 20s to 30 range mm-hmm. you know and that's like that's a huge portion of most conventions almost any of almost anything right so in this one i expected everybody's gonna be you know more 40s and 50s or, or older um and obviously gonna get a sprinkle of other people but no it was weird because it was not an even distribution of anything like you literally just saw teenagers there there was like obviously people like even beyond the 50s that were there like so it, and it was just a weird huge range of ages that you couldn't really categorize like, okay, it's mostly this type of person there, or this type of, no, it was, yeah. it was like you said, it, I guess you could say it was more evenly distributed. It was just so different. Yeah. It was just so such a spread out, which yeah, was great. It was like, you know, one minute you see somebody, you know, like older gray hair and then, you know, chilling, having fun. And then next, you know, you see a whole separate group of people that they're like, it like literally like in their teens enjoying the same thing. And it was cool. Um, but I, I think the, like I said, I, I like the whole, and a nostalgic vibe of it, and the uh, the whole thing with um, ET, ET. Oh, the the creative ET. I one thing I did I uh, I got to miss out is meeting watch uh, Warren Davis, mm-hmm. the the co creator of Cubert. Uh, mm-hmm. I did miss miss out on his panel. We did do two panels that day, that weekend, but yeah, it, it had uh, the creative of of uh, ET and with the Space Coast Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, actor in it, and then we also did a whole and Neo Geo SNK <laughs> panel with our boy Kent from Ongaku and his uh home homeboy uh Kyo, Kyo. Like Kyo. Neo Geo is like that word. I feel like you you say like you can tell you can test somebody's gaming knowledge because think about it. If right now if he said Nintendo, no matter how old a Nintendo you had, whatever back in the day, it still exists now. So there's and it's you know. They're gonna know it. Yeah, you know, same thing with uh, um, same thing with uh, uh PlayStation, PlayStation or Sega. Xbox stuff like that. Not Sega so much anymore. Well, Sega at least Sega had a long, such a long run that yeah, if somebody said Sega, because think about it, we still kind of what it was, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and all that stuff is still Sega, right? Yeah. So yeah, you know, people are gonna know those. Even if I ask somebody right now, they're gonna know about it because of the the properties are still kind of out there doing their thing. Yeah. But Neo Geo is that crazy little like gap in like our history when it comes to gaming that blew up was crazy popular for a long time for like a little like or like i don't even know how long like 11 eight, years or 11 years yeah and then it just disappeared yeah i think it was from like he's uh from the or even that i think he said 11 years because i think it ran from like 94 to 2006 where 2006 was just the handheld versions that they had at that point that's what's crazy. I mean, and from, I remember from I, cabinets to to home consoles to handhelds. And that's the thing is like it, it just it was just such a weird time because I remember at the time I was like that was that was the thing that was like, you know, or like it's almost like when, when uh, PlayStation 5 dropped and everybody's like, you got a PlayStation 5 like that. That was like the rarity of somebody having it at the time. 
was like crazy. Like, oh my God, you have a Neo Geo? <laughs> we have a Neo We only knew one person. And it was Robert, yeah. Yeah, cousin Robert. And I think it was crazy because it's like, if you had two controllers, like you have two controllers? Like, <laughs> Not just one, you got two? Yeah, because I mean. You have more than two games? <laughs> He's fucking balling right like, here. Like, that's how, like, and it's so funny because he you think got about, money. Think about how much that stuff was at the time. It was expensive even for even for now, but it wasn't like crazy. It wasn't like a thousand dollars. Well, maybe it was. I don't the know. The system itself was close to like eight hundred bucks or something. Like that. That's crazy. It's just, and the games were like a hundred bucks or and something. The technology was supposed to be like super cool. Like I remember yeah. there was a baseball game that uh, they would play that if you missed, the person would either break the bat or like yeah. slam it on the ground, and you thought that was like the craziest thing in the world. Like, <gasps> did you see what they did with the bat? Like. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just it's interesting. I mean, but yeah. So the whole thing was like like it was a it was a walk down memory lane when it comes to gaming. I loved it. I I, I enjoyed that. We got to meet Brandon. Uh, there were in our uh, previous episodes, Leon. Um, yeah. So there were there were dope guys. We got to meet them, hang out with them a little bit. It was fun. But I I, I can't wait for next year to see because they're planning to expand more and see if they could bring more, more games, more vendors. More guests. Is there anything that like any game that you would want to see? Ooh, any game. I, you know what's one? Uh, what's one thing? I don't know if you. I, I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had cabinets, but I wanted more console games, more console systems. What do you mean, like what? Like I wanted to play on a, on a Sega Saturn or like a Sega Genesis. But the only bad thing about it is that. You can't have bring the whole library, so you would have to stick to like probably four or five games that they're able to rotate. Mm-hmm. But then, yet under constant supervision of somebody checking it, like keeping an eye that nobody steals it. So you kind of have to resort to emulators or something of that sort, so people could re- enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing. I'm like, I wish I had like a, like a, other than the pre, pre World War One pinball machines. I wish I had like a little section of just like classic systems and you could just see them like the a famicom the original nintendo probably some handheld versions that they came out with just to look at it and just hold it in your hand because like if it grabbed the whole original game boy i'm like damn i remember when i used to when i used to go when i used to live in massachusetts and used to visit you in new york that when that my dad used to drive down the highway i had to wait in between uh the lights the street lights on the highway to see what i'm doing in the game because I, I didn't get that little lamp to show the, what's on screen because it was never backlit on the original Game Boy. So that's something I'm like, damn, that's something I think about to this day when really? I when, when like, I think of, of a Game Boy. I still laugh at the fact that I saw this. Uh, somebody put a video together about every single like Game Boy accessory you can get. And it was like this, uh, this little like this handheld thing all of a sudden became this massive monster of a thing. Yeah. With these weird little adapters and it's so funny because you think about it now like back in the day you thought it was you thought it was cool technology but now it's just like super like super simple shit like um what was it like just a let's like the little lamp around the thing there was a, a lamp speaker. so there was a lamp a battery extended battery uh they also had um uh, another another like um almost like a screen with the whole lcd i guess or whatever kind of light they had to shine on it, but then they had a magnifier so it could be bigger because sometimes you'll strain your eyes depending on it. And a lot of it was in color. It wasn't it wasn't in color. It was on a, a monochromatic scale. So sometimes it, it'll just if you're in a dark room, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And no. the, and then they had speakers. Then they had a printer. 
that was on it. No, but you think about the idea of technology back then. So, like, right now, what would happen if, let's say, people had their critiques about whatever, like a PlayStation? They wouldn't come with accessories to compensate the, the, the problems with it. They would come out with a brand new version of it that, you know, fixed the problem. The only thing that they would accessory uh, then, like everything now would, no but the only accessory now that they would do uh-huh. and they do sometimes it's hardware expansion memory expansion or uh well, see, but that's, what I'm saying. that's not really that's not really like accessory in the sense of like it's almost like it, it, it's it's designed to do it uh, okay like you know what i'm saying like they're designed to be able to do that but back then it just kind of felt like they were doing uh um macgyver fixes for stuff like yeah but it, and you think about it now, like if a, if a Game Boy came out today and everybody had all those little things that they complained about, next year they would be brand new Game Boy with this, with that, with yeah. this. Which now Nintendo and with their Game Boy and their home the home Switch? console, the Switch is the same thing. What do you mean? No, because you take it anywhere with you this way. No, of course, but yeah, I'm saying, I love the fact that they merged everything together. But, but let's say they had an issue with the Switch where it's like, well, you know, the screen's not bright enough. They're not gonna sell you a lamp. No, they they be like they did that. They were like, oh, we want a more. I guess they were saying that they want a better screen, so they went with the OLED, mm-hmm. which is a higher higher uh, frame rate, higher brightness, yeah, yeah, yeah. and pixels per inch. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, like, it's just I I think the '90s had that weird way of dealing with technology where it's like, yeah, no, 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 we don't want to like make you buy a whole new system. And I mean, I'm saying it now, and I'm like, damn, it sounds brutal. But if you think about it, like, we don't have to buy you a whole new system or get you a better version of that system. No, let's go ahead and and just make you buy a crap load of accessories to compensate for the problems that we have. Yeah. And it's it's just funny because I think it was I by design. I think they genuinely thought, like, okay, well, let's make sure that it's, it's the heart on the eye. Like, I think they, they purposely did that so they could sell accessories. I think so, if you think about it. Sometimes, because I, I was watching something about uh, Apple, the guy who made Apple whatever computers, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how um, he purposely made the speakers crappy so that people would buy the Apple speakers. Uh. <laughs> so the computer itself, with it all in one, possibly had the crappy speakers so that they mm-hmm. can go out and buy the actual Apple speakers. Oh, yes. But yeah, it was a, it was cool though. Um, so that's what I, I'm like. What are you looking for for next year if they come when they come back? Is there anything in particular? <sighs> Um, more pinballs? No, no, no. Not necessarily more pinballs because I, I I've never really been good at pinballs. Like I, I basically for me, I, I hit the thing and like it falls. I, I, I don't, I don't like right now. My level of play that I do, I, I, I do not manipulate anything that happens <laughs> in the game. I basically like, oh, I hit it once. There you go, cool. No, I, I, I'd have to get to a higher level. Um, I would say though, if they're gonna bring some electronic games like uh. Some uh, um, uh, Dreamcast games. Uh, yeah, it's like emulators that you can play the Dreamcast game. Wait, the emulator, or if they can, they could bring. Um, what was the cab one? Uh, Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. It happens for Crazy Taxi, but it's like one of those that you have to actually sit in the car in the in the driver's seat. That's don't, they have, don't they have those? In, didn't they have those in an arcade? They had a Sega version. I remember. I I only seen it like in two places I've been to. One was in South Florida. And another one was somewhere, I don't even know where I was at. I don't know, maybe in Tampa or in Massachusetts. I don't know where I was at. I remember I walked in and I, they had one. They had a crazy taxi sit in. See, but I liked that. I liked how simple the game was. It was just stupid simple. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have a backstory, nothing like that. Hey, listen, you had to pick one guy up. You had to get to this location. 
And if you got them there within enough time, you get some extra money. But that only pay you to the next game, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's time. It's all just time. But I like it was so stupid simple. But yeah, that would be my game. All right. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, our episode's out for a review for Wakanda Forever. Okay. And that closed off phase four of the Marvel MCU. Okay. So let's get into the rankings. Let's let's go bottom uh, from the bottom to the top. Okay. And if you want an input of why you placed them there, and we'll go from there. Uh, I'll start it off. Uh, 15th place for me, and this is crazy, is 15, 15 in, in terms of movies and TV shows, not including specials, all came out of Phase 4. Okay. Uh, 15th place for me was Black Widow. Damn, dude. Yeah, I just think it was completely misplaced. It wasn't... It, I think it was too far... gone, Not too far gone, but too far into where the last arc was at that it made it irrelevant and it didn't push anything other than um, her sister's story to to become coming up later. Yeah, but okay, so Tiba, that's what I'm saying. You're basing the movie based but this, on that's my no, 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 no. I understand, but I'm just kind of simple, like just understanding it. So you're basing it on its placement. Yeah, but plus on top, I didn't really enjoy it that much compared to everything else. I guess my my it was it was my ranking system is a little different, like where it's. I try to base it on a lot of different factors, but for the most part, the easiest way to do it was just, would I watch it again? Like, you know, like. All right, I wouldn't watch it again. That, there you go. So I would. So that's that's the difference. But that's all good. So, okay, that's your that's your, that's your bottom beach. Yeah. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's your next one? What's yours? We'll go 15, 15, 14, okay. 14. Uh, 15 for me was Miss Marvel, and it's not anything against Miss Marvel. It's just I didn't watch it. Okay. Understood. So that's the only reason it's on there. So don't judge me. If, Once whatever. you watch it, you'll be, you'll be properly placed. Yes. But right now, it's it's at the bottom just because I don't have anything to ju- to go by. Okay. okay. Uh, 14th for me was Thor Love and Thunder. Damn, dude. You have a weird system. Okay. Uh, why? Um, I think that looking back at it, I enjoyed it when it came up, but looking back at it and, and I think watching it again, I think they pushed the jokes, like the humor of him, of Thor himself. To being goofy way too way past the breaking point for me. About, I I, I see none. The thing is, none of these movies are bad or shows are bad. Yeah, they are. Some of them are. Some, some of them are. Some of them could have been done better. Yes, but it's on my entertainment. It's it's my opinion. I didn't say it. You gonna cancel me now? <laughs> yes, I don't exist. <laughs> no, uh, fourteen for me was uh, Eternals. Eternals. I didn't. I mean, for me, it was just. Um, I don't know, like, it wasn't anything wrong. Like, the characters were cool, but it, it didn't really have a good introduction to them. Uh, Story-based-wise, I didn't really get into their story. Like, I didn't feel for the story. I didn't feel for the characters. Um, the storytelling itself was very kind of choppy. Like, I just felt like it could have been way, it could have done way better. Yeah. As far as the storytelling of it. And, uh, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. I think I just feel like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit with it. Because it wasn't a... It wasn't that, I mean, I could see positives of it, but overall, I just, I feel like the introduction of the characters and the story itself, uh, the way it was told was kind of choppy. Yeah. That was just okay. Um, so that's, that's Eternals for me. Yes. So oh. 13th uh, for me was Eternals. Okay. I have it for 13th. Uh, a lot of points that you talked about, I, and I see this wholeheartedly and I'll say this to anybody, mm-hmm. this had, should have been an eight episode TV show. 
like you you gave a little bit of all the each character after they broke up uh, their episodes for them mm-hmm. and their relationship and how it, it becomes goes into the grand scheme. So I'm like the show the movie was very slow paced, but it was I think the intention was there, but I think it was misplaced as putting into a two hour movie where it should have been an an actual limited series. I think because if you would have expanded that more. It, it you would have actually because I think they rushed the they rushed for you to care for the characters way too quickly that you don't develop a relationship with them and you don't even care about them towards the end. Yeah, because they built like Marvel has such a history of building these characters up so much with different stories, different backstories, different things. So like these characters had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with any of the other the other yeah, universe. And it's one thing if it was one character, if it was one character or one person's arc, one you know person, but it wasn't. It was everybody. So yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It, it should was, have been a series. Yeah. It's like you made an Avengers without making any of the movies prior yeah. to Avengers. All right. So what was your thirteenth? Uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon. Okay. It's nothing against it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the fight scenes uh, and the backstory. But on the ranking, as far as everything else, I didn't. Um, it's not something I like. Eh, I'm excited to watch it again. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was, it was cool. It just, it wasn't like it didn't. You know, some some cool scenes, but it wasn't. It didn't affect me the way that everything else did. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so what's thirteen for you? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Twelve is Doctor Strange. Okay, you just really didn't like the movies, did you? Uh, in comparison to the TV shows, not as much. That's the craziest thing. I think I, I, I've I've always been a fan. I love movies, but I've always been a fan of, of long form storytelling. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I can understand that that appeal is just no, but that's that's and that's where my enjoyment came from because I would rather, like how you said, rewatchability. If that's if that's a uh, a, um, a ranking within the the system within the ranking, mm-hmm. I feel like some of the shows I would rewatch over again than some of the movies. Okay, so 12 was uh, Doctor Strange. Strange for you. For me, it was Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Well, because it was, it, it, okay. like, it was again, I, when I say these, these rankings, I don't mean it was bad. It was no, no, that's what I'm saying. I love, I, I'm, absolutely, I'm in love with uh, uh, Florence Pugh's character. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to Elena. meet her in Black Widow, but, you know, she definitely. Another Yelena. Uh, you know? Yelena? Elena, something like that. Yelena. Uh, Yelena. But uh, you got to actually really, like, she got to actually got, got to be weirder in this one, and I like that. Um, and also, you know, you had um, all these other characters that got kind of put in there, which I thought was awesome. But yeah. it, it felt like it felt like a one-off. It felt like a Christmas special. Yeah. No, of course. I so, got you. But yeah, overall, like, it was good. It didn't feel like it had the impact of other things, but it was good. And I, and I, I did enjoy it, and I liked the characters. And like I said, I, it felt like I was watching uh, like a Home Alone Christmas special for Marvel. Which <laughs> kind of funny considering they just dropped that same kind of Christmas special. Yeah. So okay, that was my twelve. What's so your 11? eleven? Is Miss Marvel? Okay. Uh, didn't know much about the character, but I did enjoy the where the approach came in and where the, she's going to tie into the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of hang up because I don't know much. So I, I can't be like, oh, uh, but there, there's another one that that I didn't know. Well, there's one that I know a little bit more than her character, which ranked a lot higher. But that was, I don't know why, it just the performance was in that one. But this one was good. I, I enjoyed it. So this falls into my 11th place. Okay, my 11th place was She-Hulk. She-Hulk, all right. Yeah, I have breath of fresh breath of air type of thing in Marvel. Fresh breath of air? Yeah, in Marvel. I uh, really enjoyed it. 
Um, obviously, didn't have. It's not a very heavy story when it comes to Marvel, but that's the whole point. So, I bet I did enjoy it compared to other things. That, but yeah, I would put it in my eleventh place. Eleventh. All mm-hmm. right. What's your tenth? No, what's your oh, tenth? my tenth is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, so it was my thirteenth. But what's so it was your ten? Yeah, I just like the the passing of the mantle of for for um, Falcon mm-hmm. and him taking the mantle of uh, that storyline, and they tackled a lot of real world topics in it, which was a lot relatable to a lot of people and different ones. But I I I enjoyed the comedic relief between Bucky and. Sam Wilson's character in mm-hmm. between. So it was enjoyable. Okay. Um, for me, it was... What makes you tap 10? Let's see. Uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Oh, okay. So I love, I like, I did like it. I enjoyed it. Um, but something about it... And I, I mean, I know people automatically, oh, it's not as... It, it was way... It was too focused on being funny. But I don't think it was that specifically because if you think about it, Ragnarok was focused on just being funny. Yeah, but, but they, I think they was, turned it up even more on this one. The silliness of, of, of his incompetency. That's not what bothered that's No, no, no. Me. But that's that's what I'm saying. His his level of incompetency was m- magnified by like tenfold in, in, in Love and Thunder. I think my thing is, I think it didn't balance with the action. Like, uh, that's, how, that's how Ragnarok was able to do it. They balanced, they balanced the comedy with action. Yeah. But this one, I don't feel like it had that balance. No, that's what I'm saying. It's because they... they Overhyped that comedy that the action couldn't even keep keep up with it if that was the case. Well, I think if they would have just included a couple more more dramatic and interesting like action scenes in it, like definitely let's say when he, because I already I, I can already in my back of my head I could tell you where the gap is, and also the there was a very steep drop when it comes from the comedy to the drama, which yeah. Thor has always have a good balance with that. Yeah, it flowed I, properly, but didn't on this one. That's the thing; it, it went very dark to very light, which is cool. I mean, but usually there's a good a in middle, uh, like a little exactly. transition, a good transition to, so to it's, break it. It's almost like, um, like it's like, you know, photography and you know, you know, Photoshop stuff like that. It's basically, it didn't feel. It wasn't that I thought the comedy was way too much or too silly, or or the drama was way too dark. It was just the the fade between it and blend between yeah. the, the two lines. And I think it just had such a steep drop that you you're. It was very black and white. There was no gray area. That was well, that much. There was not much gray area to, to 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 balance it out. That's what I mean. That's almost like yeah. it's almost like a DJ who play who goes out and plays like he uh, just stops and plays the next movie. No, 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 not just that he stops. It's just almost like uh, it, you know, it's it's almost like a DJ. You got a DJ who plays, let's say, uh, plays a little EDM and then play and then then plays reggaeton or like like uh, or reggae. Yeah, whatever. But there's not there's not that middle genre of maybe where the beat kind of balances each other out. Yeah. You just like a, just a steep drop from pace. And that's what you felt. You're like, you're watching one part and then another part. And you're like, you know, it, it's such a steep drop. You didn't know how you're supposed to feel. Yeah. So I think people were upset because the, the balance felt off or the fade between the two scenes were too, were too dramatic. Yeah. That that's what I'm saying. Like the scene, the scene at the end where the, um, uh, the kid, they get the kids all their abilities, whatever. Yeah. If more, there was more scenes like that throughout the movie, that would have been a good, that's a good kind of comedy. That's a good kind of balance between comedy and action. Yeah, okay. But if they had more scenes throughout the whole movie like that, that would have been like... Like they had more of a training montage within it. Well, just stuff like that where it's like you use a good balance of the comedy to to go into the action and then it, it goes into the more dramatic parts. But there was just a lot of, the comedy didn't have any, that balance of action. Yeah. Like if they like if there was a fight scene when they went to Mount Olympus or whatever, you know, saw a good, good, funny fight scene between them, like kind of like something like Ragnarok, 
and then the fight scene in the beginning where you got uh, Jane was introduced, if that had a little bit of balance of that, I think all that stuff would have been balanced. But I felt like because that scene between uh, the beginning of the movie and then uh, not the beginning, but the part where Jane gets introduced and then all the way to the end, it just felt like there was a gap of the action to balance everything else out. That's just my my perception of it. No, of course. Okay, so okay, so that was my ten. Number nine, nine. Uh, Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I I I feel it was better garnished. I could think is because I like I like that it was like almost like a comedy special that you said. Mm-hmm. It was like a long form comedy special. Well, like a Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I love the humor and the, like how they play off of uh, Jeremy Renner's seriousness in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like that play off of that. That was why I enjoyed it. Okay, uh, my number nine is What If. Ooh, okay. Really loved it. Uh, I thought it was. I, I loved it. Uh, that was great. Um, I can't wait for the second season too. Uh, it, but you know, obviously, with what's left behind, I felt like it. It was kind of like uh, like what exactly what it is is What If. So I didn't feel like it had anything to play into the the overall yet. I mean, obviously, they said they're gonna introduce it more into the new. In the MCU. In the MCU. But for the most part, it just kind of felt like it was one-off. It's a standout. A standalone. Yeah. Yes. So what is your number eight? Uh, WandaVision. Okay. Uh, it was a great... I think that kicked off the first TV, uh, Disney TV or MCU TV that's a lot closer to canon. Or canon with it because I know they had... Well, like more like, it felt like more of a movie than a show. It felt more like a movie than a show. Se- secondly... This is the first TV show that is purely, they're going to keep it purely canon throughout the whole time. Not like uh, Agent Carter and not like Sh- uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where the first like season or two was kind of canon to what was going on until they broke off and started doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And they can't really reel it back, so they just disowned it at that point. And this is the first one. And I, and I think this was a great emotional journey for Wanda, for Vision himself and... Um, on how that plays into Doctor Strange and everything else. Okay, mine's is where we're at. Okay, eight. So that's eight. Okay, so mine's is Black Widow. Okay, um, I did like. I know people are raping on it, but I thought it was good. I mean, it felt off compared to where it's at compared to the other movies. Like you know, you placement wise, yeah, a little bit, kind of like I felt like it could have gone somewhere else. But placement doesn't really tell me the movie is bad. It just you know could have kind of gone better. In another section. Here's my here's my little thing with that. Mm. With placement is that being the fact that we know where her story ended. This movie meant nothing. Not nothing to me, but didn't play anything else in the scheme of it. Because all it was is to just set up Helena. Yelena. Yeah. But ultimately. There was things. That but that's the thing addressed. is like, I, I, that's my thing. I was like, if they would have placed this movie in phase three, somewhere in there. And then you get Yelena and Hawkeye. He's like, fuck, I haven't seen her in three years. Like, you're so surprised. This ha- this gap came from within a year apart, if you know. So phase, phase four only it was only two years. And they came up with 15 projects. 17, if you want to call, include the Legends and I Am Groot. And even 18, if you want to include uh, the Christmas special. But I don't think the Christmas special is included into the into phase four, I think it's like kind of phase five ish or that breaking point in between. But if that, if they would have used black widow's movie into phase three or somewhere in, in the beginning of it, 
I think it would have been a it would have been one would have done a lot would have been received a lot better and would have garnished a lot more money and it it would have propelled the storyline of where kind of where she came from and pushing everything forward from there. Well, another thing too is I felt that could have been better for the movie was if you were going to do it even in now use it for your advantage. So obviously we know the character is going to die. So why not make it a, a goodbye letter? Like she, like if, if it was more monotone where it's like, you know, she's just done with her, like, you know, she's just done like with everything because of what she's done in her past. And she's like living in constant regret. Yeah. And you know, she's trying, you know, like stuff like that where it's like, she's kind of just like, if I leave man, it's, you know, like, you know, kind of like thing where like, you just know that she's basically saying goodbye yeah. Even though this is in the middle of everything, she's just kind of saying goodbye to everything. You know, it it was a it would have been a better send off, but it felt like a movie that exists that was should. That's the problem is the tone of the movie felt that it should have existed in phase three. Yeah. The to, not even the story, the tone of the movie. So I think if the tone would have been more of a, a goodbye letter type thing. Like kind of like if you found the video of Tony Stark, you know, before the snap. Yeah. He, you know, whatever. And he, like. But he can tell that he's he knows he's about he's gonna die, that kind of thing type thing. You know, it would have been it would have played better. Better. Yeah. No, of but, course. I, I understand what you're saying. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's again the only thing that really messed it up was that. Because I I did enjoy not just the, the, his her sister. I loved the the guy who played the, um, the father. Yeah. The, I loved his character. Um, I liked the backstory of it. You know, like there's some parts that, that I thought it was like it could have been better, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was a good. I thought it was an entertaining movie. Um. So. Okay, now we're. What's your eight? No, no, no what's your seven? seven? She Hulk. Really? Okay. She Hulk. Um, and this is another character I didn't know much about. I knew a little bit more than Miss Marvel, but I love that it it didn't go along with. At the end, it didn't go along with the whole MCU trope mm-hmm. of how like it's always supposed to be a big fight scene, supposed to be a huge like climax and conclusion at the end, and it. And I love that fact that she broke the fourth wall and let her like, this is my story. This is, these are my struggles. It's not, it's not going to be like this. Like, let's be reasonable and understanding. Like, and, and I like that they had like that Kevin and they're like, but this is what the fans want. And it's like, yeah, but that's not supposed to be, not supposed to have the shows not like well, that. intended to be what the fans want. This is my story. This is how the story is supposed to be. Yeah. And I, and I, and I love throughout the whole show. It's always been like that. It's always about her. But people, and I love the fact that everybody outside of us and social media and everybody else were like, oh, my God, it's Mephisto. Oh, my God, they're, it's going to introduce this uh, Red Hulk and everything. And she's like, no, it's not. And I love that about it. And I think that's why and, and the humor and it was funny and her breaking yeah. the fourth wall. It was great. No, it was it's it's a it's a different like it's almost like a, a different version of Deadpool when it comes to that. Yeah. like a TV show version of Deadpool. I, I, like as far as the atmosphere and how he does his thing, yeah. But this one is She-Hulk's story. Um, no, I really did enjoy it. It was it was a good show. Um, so wait, that was number where are we at seven, seven. So mine's is Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, I felt there was some things that could have been better, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I liked the um the, the way that they told the story, the character, his his backstory. Um. I'm not too familiar with America America Chavez, uh, Chavez but obviously she, like she was MacGuffin in the movie. You think she's MacGuffin? She was a MacGuffin. Yeah, she was. What do you mean MacGuffin? MacGuffin is a person or object that just is pretty much a catalyst for everything to be set off, but it's not really a pivotal point of the movie. 
Yeah, I didn't like. I I, I felt that they tried. Same to make thing me with feel Riri for, Williams and and Wakanda Forever. She was a MacGuffin too. Well, I I think that their story hasn't been told, which is weird. Considering obviously, I, and the thing is, it's difficult because it's like if you were to come up with a show beforehand, before introduction, it wouldn't play well either. So I think the if pop- they would, if they would have done it beforehand for American Chavez, nope. I think would it would have been. I think it would have been great. If you think about think of it like is her her still struggling that she's just falling think of it almost like quantum leap. Is that every episode she's in a different universe, a different multiverse. Which would be a good thing but, for her to do, but what I'm saying is like that beforehand. Yeah, yeah, but then the last one is or the last two episodes is where she meets uh Supreme um sorcerer uh Strange. Where and that leads into like we need to go get this book, and that's where it ends off. And but that's the kickoff of where Doctor Strange would have been at. The thing I think the problem with characters when it comes to Marvel and introduction um, introduction into other movies is that because they have such a rich history, we automatically know the character. We automatically have this preconceived notion of the character that when we watch the movie and they're like they're not going into that stuff or they're not feeling that stuff, we get like very like oh. Uh, but hurt like we we're upset like oh my god they yeah. didn't but the thing is is that technically this that this movie is dr strange's movie not hers so i i really hope they're gonna continue and i think they are with her story but i think in this part it's gonna it's gonna feel like that where you're feeling like you're like kind of like build, like you're kind of cutting the character off yeah but i i but like this we felt for in that movie we felt for characters that were introduced within like 10 minutes and died off Faster than, and that's the only that's the part where I'm a little a little upset is not necessarily in her story or how she was or whatever, but at least give us something more to cling on to as far as who you're talking about. So okay, what I mean is, I don't think that they've made us feel for that character, and I don't think they needed to go into too much of her story Mm -hmm. like that to do it. I just felt like they just needed to have a couple little extra parts. We're talking about the other characters that were that I felt for, like um, characters that are brand new technically to us. Because obviously, even though we know who they are, they're still kind of new. Which was a uh, uh, perfect example was a uh, 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 Mister Fantastic. Okay, I felt for him like it sucked what happened to him. It, he was on there for like five minutes, but I. It's one thing is because they already had pre movies prior to, so people have a better understanding in the relationship with Fantastic Four. Two, but this is one John is Krasinski, which everybody's been. Fucking going crazy I got on Twitter, you. but that's on, not why. But I that's felt the, for but, him. no. But that's the thing is like you get in a character you you kind of already relatively know. Plus, a, alongside a character, an actor that everybody wants to see in that role, you get that you automatically get that dopamine satisfaction. Then you have Patrick Stewart, somebody that's the most iconic Professor X, and then you get him into not only combine that character from the live action X Men movie, but then you set him up with the '90s cartoon with the fucking car. Yes, you're gonna automatically love it. Okay, what I mean is that I felt, other than that, I, black that I, black I, bolt. I'm like, uh. yeah, but you felt for black. You felt for black bolt. Like even though he didn't say anything, like not as much as the other two. Okay, but I get that. What I'm trying to say is that I think that they should have just add a couple of more moments um, for her. The, the 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 crazy thing in movies like this, in any movie, is the those moments where nothing's really being done, but for some reason it plays well. So like uh, that, that you feel for, mm. you know, like conversations, random conversations about, you know, 
something to happening or, you know, little things like those little down moments in movies create the connection that you really yeah, have with people. And I felt like hers wasn't really pursued. There was never point. really a true down. Like they told her backstory. They showed her. Yeah, but not like a, not enough for you to care enough. Like about if she her. said something like, yeah, you know, mom. And I, maybe she did. And maybe I just didn't really feel it. But like, we're like, you know, yeah, my mom used to do this thing where she'd make this and you know, like just something. Something to connect you. Exactly. Something. That's the thing is about movies is no matter how fantasy, how crazy it is. The reason that we feel for that is because we see ourselves in it. Yeah. And if you really can't paint that picture properly, even if it's a little bit, you know, it, you know, you feel like you don't, you don't have the connection as much, but yeah, overall, I think the movie was, was good. I thought it was introduction. It felt a little kind of not, not all the time, but like the part where he would go, let's say when he went to that, that universe where, where the, the Illuminati, is it Illuminati? Um, yeah, Illuminati, Illuminati, if that part felt little episodic, not that it was bad. It was just, it felt like I was watching an episode of a show. Yeah. I got you. It didn't feel like it had the weight of an actual, and had more of a weight of the movie, but that middle part felt like it didn't have the same weight, I guess what I'm saying. So, okay, anyways, continue. Continuing. Mm-hmm. Number six, right? Uh, let me see. That one. Yeah. Yes, number six. No Way Home. How dare you? <laughs> it didn't break my How top five. How dare you? It didn't break my top five. How dare you? I love the movie. How dare you? And and and, and the, the ending of the origin of what is spider-man movie it was great because it was all it was it was like this this ended the trilogy what ended this was if you see in hindsight it's the it's an origin story of spider-man of what he's going to be become moving forward from this point on and and i love that they brought back a a lot of classic right now i feel like no matter what it is there isn't a scene that made me feel so like deeply than the scene where Andrew Garfield caught um, MJ MJ. And that's I it, two seconds of that scene and his look and his face when he reacted like, and I'm going to be wrong. There's been devastating parts in Marvel, especially in this phase. And for some reason, that one still is the one that gets me. Okay. So how dare you? sir? How's, anyway. What's your number six? Number six, WandaVision. Okay, uh, that was that was wonderful. That was that, that had powerful scenes too, like scenes that really affect, like made me cry. Yeah, um, love the story, how they built it up, little by little, the mystery of like, especially the first couple episodes where you just like you don't know what the hell's going on. I love that mystery. That mystery was awesome, especially to introduce this show and it was new. I think it was you said it was the first one. It was the first one to do it that way. Where it's like you're literally just watching the first couple of episodes. You're like. I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know what's going on. But I'm that, loving it. Exactly. So that mystery part was just so awesome. All right. Um, so yeah, WandaVision was my six. Number five, what if? Okay. It, it got into my what if. I just love, one, I love that the animation, that each one was different. Mm-hmm. Second, I also love that each, even though it was an anthology, they closed, they tied it all together at the end. And I think the one of, one of my favorite episodes was the Doctor Strange episode. Where, where he's trying to find how to do reanimation mm-hmm. or kind uh, of some type of time for time warping time changing yeah well he basically they were saying that this one was the reference of that yeah like, uh, in the dr strange movie there was a lot of references to what if and there was one was the uh, the, the, the the dr strange at the end yeah so um and the, the zombie thing was awesome yeah oh yeah. yeah number five number five moon knight moon knight okay Loved it. It was really good character. I didn't know anything about the character. 
So it was a great introduction. I think Oscar Isaac did a fucking just a phenomenal job. And for a TV show, it did have that kind of weight, like a movie, throughout. Oh yeah, like throughout the whole the whole series. Like WandaVision obviously had his drama and everything else, but it, some parts were just kind of like lighthearted because it was meant to be like TV shows. Yeah. But um, Moon, Moon Knight just felt like you're watching this super long movie. The, yeah, the the breakdown of a man's mm-hmm. men, mental state. Yeah. Uh, um, number four, Shang Chi. Okay. Uh, I, I thought this was a great introduction and and the power scaling that they had in it and of the the story behind him and where he went to and the journey that he had to go through to to obtain everything was beautifully done. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Uh, but. For me, it's not my number four. It's uh, what's your number four? Loki. Okay. I really liked Loki. It was uh, I love seeing old Wilson because I haven't seen you know some old Wilson somebody I grew up with as far as watching in movies and stuff like that. And you you see him every so often, but you don't have it felt like I hadn't seen him in a long time. So for him to like do this and you like you felt nostalgic a little bit about it, yeah. but also the overall his character, Loki's character, his uh, his arc. Because Loki is not somebody in the MCU itself you felt for as much until the end. So when you actually see him, his story told out, uh, you know, with a little bit more depth into it, you felt for it. Like, damn. Yeah. You know, so I like I, I really enjoyed it. And I can't. And I, and I felt it played up a lot more to obviously to what we're seeing in the MCU going forward now. Yeah. So I think it had the most impact. Oh, of course. So uh, number three mm-hmm. is Loki for me. Okay. I think this is one of the one of the MCU characters that you hated mm-hmm. and grew to love throughout the whole series, throughout the whole uh, franchise. Yeah. Um, I feel, and it, it's a it was a great introduction to what what it seems to be the next big bad in the Marvel uh, multiverse saga that they're doing with Kang. Also, I think it's a great version of a great introduction to the multiverse yes that was the first introduction into the multiverse how everything's trying to how, with the tva and how everything's branching off and 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 what's great about it is that they made jokes about like oh infinity stones like they just threw on top of a like a, a box of mail yeah, it was like uh weight paperweights paperweights they're like oh this is nothing in this fucking world and then what was the other part was well i liked it too because it showed that even if a character could be played by multiple people, it doesn't have to like be the same guy or the same age. Or the same no, age. I love that they had different ages. They had a crocodile. They had a kid. They had an adult with the original costume. Yeah, like it was just they were just letting you know that that, that was a great introduction because it's like letting you know from the get go. Hey, listen, multiverse is out there. Just because you have the same title as a person or same name as a person doesn't mean you have any other specific connections. To that person, yeah, so like, like you could still bring back Iron Man, but doesn't have to be Robert Downey Jr. Exactly, and that's what I love is like they can do that, and that's a great way to introduce it where nobody's going to complain. Because if you did it in another movie, a more serious movie or whatever, and it's only one character, you're going to be like, oh, you know, it's not him. Doesn't look like this. That's, you know. but you could do it to anybody. But no, that's, no, that's the thing. Now that you introduce this, and now everything after that, you can be like, like, like literally, I think this one became before uh, Spider Man. Yeah, and now you'd be like. See, look, they don't have to look like it's a great way to tell you explain something without having to explain it later. Yeah. So I thought it was good. Um, and then your number three. My number three is, well, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Yeah. So we literally switched from four to three. So it's my three. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So okay, what's your number two? This uh, is a big one. Eh? Yeah, this is a big one. Black Panther. Wakanda Black Panther is your number two. Yes. Black Panther is my number two. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Um, I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was great. I thought the storyline. I liked the. Um, so far, Wakanda. Uh, well, Black Panther has created some of the best villains in the MCU. Um, I mean, I don't want to say it's the best ones, but they're they're. They're very rich characters in the sense of... They're the most understanding and relatable ones. Exactly. Because you can understand their... And that's the thing that they, they, they dived into with everybody, all their villains. Like, Ultron had his, his motivation. But I think with Black Panther, Killmonger, and now Namor, those are two people relate to because... Not only because of a, a culture understanding of what's going on in the world, but then... There's so many people that are so related to the like I, I have that experience and I can relate to that experience of that what they're trying to tell me and I think they're the most relatable villains. Also likable, like likable too, because they're very, all the um, Noche and um, Michael B. Jordan are both very charismatic. I saw I saw him in side note I saw him in um, forever the uh, Noche. He did Narcos, I heard. He did Narcos, but he was in the Forever Purge, and I I loved him in it. He oh, really? did really good. Oh, I haven't watched it. I, I saw that you watched it on the history there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just because I, I remember somebody told me he's in the movie. I'm like, I have to watch it now, <laughs> just because he was in it. I went to watch it. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. okay so, yeah. so Black Panthers are number two. So number one, I already know what's your number one. Moon Knight. The, the Moon Knight out of everything, Moon Knight's your number one. Yes. Wow. Wow, that must have affected you for real, because Moon Knight is your number one. Wow, okay. Never would have expected that one. Why not? I don't know why. It's good. It's just number one. I don't know why. Like, there's so I, many. Yes, there's so many. I I think, okay, but he, it culminates. If you combine everything that happened in Phase 4, Moon Knight has a little bit of everything. Other than a super comedic moment. It had trauma. It had mental anguish. It had one of the great, a great villain for Ethan Hawke's character. I thought he was a great villain in that. And I'm like, it had all these things that culminated to everything. And Oscar Isaac fucking killed it. I love the suit. And, and I know more about Moon Knight, but I was like, I appreciated more than everything. I appreciate the character itself more after watching it. I guess you're just no way home. Honestly, it's everything you just described is the reason I fucking love No Way Home. <laughs> no, because, I mean, I know you, you didn't even put it in your top 10. That wasn't your top five, whatever, but no, it, it hit I didn't break top me. five. It was number six. I know. It, it hit everything to me. Like, I mean, the heartbreak of the loss that, that, that they had. I mean, he when he lost it. Because the thing is, it didn't feel like the loss of characters in any other Spider-Man specifically. Like, it felt like, because he had really nobody. And this is the one person he had, and he lost, and that's where like, like man, I just hit me. It's like he, lo- yeah. he lo- you know, he lost um, Aunt May, Aunt May, which and is her, her her uncle Ben, his uncle Ben. Yeah, his but it was it, it was all impactful the way it happened. It was yeah. so, you know, and everything, everything about it, like it was just hit me. The nostalgia of the uh, of the other two Spider Mans, the the heartbreak of what he had to not only what he lost, what he had to give up. Yeah, I mean, just everything culminated such a great movie, man. I'm sorry, I just, I, I, I that's my number one. It's always like I literally by like leaps and bounds. <laughs> Not even that I had to sit there and struggle with it. That's like automatic. It was my number one. It made me it, it, like I, I got excited in certain scenes. I got 
you know, upset and cried in certain scenes. Like, you know, like it was that that journey that I got in that movie. And that yeah. was just me. No, I, I, I come, I'm completely with you on that one. So that's other, one, other ones take me on a more journey separately, but yeah. Okay. So that's, so that's our top 15 mm-hmm. for phase four. Yep. Yep. Uh, we, we're seeing what's going to happen in phase five, phase six. But now we did get some news going into this mm-hmm. about phase five and phase six. Um, a lot of it now uh, recently, um, Bob Chopek, which was the recent CEO or uh, chairman board or whatever it was for Disney, got let go. And they brought Bob Iger back, which was he ran it for 15 years and then until Chopek took over. And now he's coming in into a um, for the next two years and he's t- he's revamping everything with Disney's property. And then kind of in conversation is that um, they are reevaluating what's going to happen for five and phase five and phase six. Really? So it's either they're going might possibly eliminate some projects or might do more delays or sp- spread out phase five and phase six longer than anticipated. I don't know. The reason because and 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 this and this is a phase four was the reasoning behind it, because we had phase one, two and three, um, about 11 years and we had 22 movies. So you figure out two movies average per year. Uh, but now that they're introducing TV series, which play along with the multiverse, with the MCU uh, franchise felt like it was the original goal, but their shows weren't weren't as impactful as it is now. Yes, okay, but so you, you moving. Think, but know, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So with Kevin Feige taking a, a, a bigger control over what happens on the TV shows, because that uh, that in turn takes place huh. into continuity with the movies and everything mm-hmm. they're trying to achieve. So a lot of people were complaining that Phase Four was oversaturated with. MCU projects like you never got to enjoy one movie or TV show because you already had something coming up in the next month or your anticipation for some another movie like we would have Iron Man 2 and then when Thor came out you're like oh Thor's it comes out like nine months almost a year like we get to build up with that not now it's like oh uh what was it Loki finished and right after Loki it was a WandaVision finished and then when WandaVision finished, like within four weeks, six weeks was Loki. And after that was another movie. After that was, or even prime example, like Black Panther just finished, just premiered, what, three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And then we already have the Halloween, the holiday special of Guardians of the Galaxy. Granted, it doesn't coincide, but you're like, you don't get the anticipation of like, what's the next big thing to come on. So what they're trying to do is like, let's, let's go back, reevaluate it. And rescale it to maybe if you're going to do maybe not do two movies a year, maybe do one movie or if you're going to do two TV shows, probably put them so together. Basically, uh, the previous because I, I mean, the idea is that the previous guy was just in it for the money. He was just trying to oversaturate everything to like, we got to make more money. Why do you make more, more capital or whatever? So they're saying that we're not they're not they're not landing the way they should be because they're not scaled properly yeah so now they're gonna they're gonna focus on quality over quantity so they're not gonna give you maybe as many projects within a year two years 
but they're going to give you quality. So I know that they ha- they're, they already projected what they're planning to from, because they had originally planned to have both Avengers movies on the same year within like eight months apart or something like that. It and was it's coming. It was 2026, 2026 mm-hmm. or 2025. It was supposed to come out like May and then November, the same movie. I'm like, that. It's fine if you're going to film at the same time, whatever, but you're not building enough anticipation for people to be excited about it. It's like, oh, it's in five months. I could, I could hold off or whatever. So that's that's the thing. So now they're, they're reevaluating everything. What are your thoughts on that? I I mean, I'm excited because I like this phase four. It's not that it was bad. It was just it didn't feel the same way as it has in the past. Um, and everybody was saying maybe it was because uh, after the um, end game, whatever, mm-hmm. that that kind of ha- like messed it up. But I think it like you might be right. Maybe it was just that we had so much. Yeah. Because when you said it was fourteen projects, I'm like fourteen. Fifteen. It's it, fifteen. Yeah. It's like, fifteen, but this is not including the specials, which was Marvel Legends, I Am Groot, and if you want to include this as as a, a four point five. Uh, MCU phase 4.5 with the Guardians mm-hmm. Christmas special that's 18 projects within two years so from 2020 to 20 end of 2022 15 projects so that's almost a little bit like a project every month and a half every six weeks seven weeks it's a new project coming up so yeah. ideally I got you and that thing is you're right it's like um Cause okay, so I, I used to do this thing. I used to do this thing with uh, my cousin John, or our cousin John, um, where I used to go to the movies. Like every, I watched literally, I would go. I guess we're watching these in the movie. Where we're literally, um, I would go in the morning. Literally, the first show they had, mm-hmm. and watch one movie, jump to another, jump to another, to, to the basically the last one they had. Like we we were movie hopping, movie hopping. But no, we spent the whole day movie. Yeah, hopping. and it was like. I want to say like at least five or six movies we watch in a day, something like that. Um, and it was fun, but at the same time, I when when I walked when I was driving home or going home, I would think back like to what I watched, and it was hard to pin down anything. Because like you wouldn't remember the first movie, you remember the recent one because you just got out, but you wouldn't maybe remember not the even first that. One. It's just like you start thinking about everything you watched, and it was so much to process that I really couldn't tell you, you know, my favorite part of this one or like this one or this yeah. part. So I agree with that kind of mentality of like separating it all more because when you told me all these movies that came out so recently, I'm like, I'm trying to process all of it, you know, like, man, there was a lot like, you know, it's, you you know, it's, it's too much. It might be too much to process too fast. Yeah. And that's what, and it's not that the projects themselves are bad. It's just, it's like, you know, it's almost like when you start asking somebody what their favorite of this is or favorite of that is. And you don't have anything because you're like, wait, I just watched this one, but. Like, this one wasn't as good as that one or something like that because this one's really good when I watched it. But, you know, like there's so much going on that you're like, you, yeah, you're not sure where you're at. So I agree. Maybe separating it up a little bit more. Maybe the man, maybe by doing that, it the projects will feel better. Or maybe by that point, they will maybe figure out like certain things. That maybe they could have tweaked before yeah. they come out. It's like, like, for example, if these movies were separate a little bit longer from each other, maybe they could have tweaked out some of the things that we maybe didn't like about it or the the tone of the movie or something like that. So who knows? I got you. All right. So before we head off, and this is going to be an homage to our friends at Stay Nerdy Podcast. Yo, yo. 
they do have this last segment that they do hot takes. And this is going to be an homage to them. I'm going to give you one of my hot takes. If you want to add one, go for it. So James Cameron said that you could go to the bathroom at any point while watching Avatar 2 Way of the Water because he knows that you will go back to see it again. And and this is, I don't know about people, but my take is like, I never wanted a movie to fail so bad in theaters, but do so good in streaming just to shove him the fuck up. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to see, like, maybe I'm mishearing the intention of what he said. He says that you. He says that he said that you could go to if you're gonna go watch a movie, go whenever. If you have to go to the bathroom, go because I know that the movie's gonna be so good that you're gonna come back and watch at least two or three more times. There's not. I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that statement. Then, but at the same time, I'm like, because no, I thought you meant like he said, yeah, yeah. If you want to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. That just means you're gonna watch it again. You know, like, because you're going to want to watch the scene that you missed when you're in the bathroom. So I'm like, but then that just means I want to pay double to watch this movie because of because I missed it. No, but just because the movie's going to be that good. I think it was a very, yeah, I don't know. Like, it seemed like, it's it's almost like, man, you know, some people are going to want to watch this movie multiple times. Foot have just said that, but I thought the the bathroom thing was just a little off. Yeah. Oh, well, that was my hot take. I was, what about I, if you had to go to the bathroom again and it's the same exact smart? Fuck it. No, like... <laughs> For a four-hour movie? No, I, but I know I know a lot of, like, um, I know a lot of, like, I guess, histor- like, uh, well-known directors have been kind of... Shitting on Marvel? Not just Marvel, just the whole Comic landscape book. of movies now. Not like, like landscape, like, especially how we consume them, because um, um, Christopher Nolan was a, was a huge person who was, like, super against the whole streaming thing. Like, he's like, oh, it has to be watched in the theater, it has to be watched in the theater. And I get the nostalgia part of it, but you know, dude, some of these people's home movies are like it's not like we're watching their cell phones. Yeah, or you know, we're, we have like, not like me. I watch I watch most of my movies on my cell phone. I just think it's like, you know, if your work is good, it's going to be loved one way or the other. But to try to just the way people consume it, the way they consume it, they, they like going to the movies. Let them go to the movies. If they want to sit at home and have like a nice, comfortable experience. Let them do it. It just feels weird when you just. Kind of pigeonholing people to say like they have to consume it this way. Yeah, because if your movie's not good enough, I mean, how about this? I know it sounds messed up. Maybe it might have more of an impact in the theater, and I can understand your argument with that. But if you're just saying that it, it's only good in the theater, then it's not really a good movie. Yeah, I got you. Well, maybe the experience, but that's my hot take. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at from my mom's garage, or you can even support us. We do have a Patreon and it's at uh, patreon.com backslash F F F M M G podcast. Or you can email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts, concerns, or even topics you want us to discuss. Like always, send a friend, bring a friend, tell a friend. See you next week.